0: Get the look you've always wanted. Body Sculpting Center of Pittsburgh offers every treatment you need. Fat elimination to skin rejuvenation, face and body contouring to hair removal, hydrofacials, and more. All are pain-free and require no downtime. And it's painless to your budget, too. With new payment plans from 3 to 24 months. Visit BodySculptingCenterPittsburgh.com for terms and to apply. With no pain to your credit score. That's BodySculptingCenterPittsburgh.com. Body Sculpting Center. Get the look without the pain At Easy Cater, food for work is our thing. Maybe that's why we get orders from 93% of Fortune 500 companies. So what's up with the other 7%? Everyone, meet our newest employee, Susan. She has an idea that is going to revolutionize our food ordering. Hi, Susan. So nice to meet you.
1: Unfortunately, she just gave her notice, and today is her last day.
0: I'm going to miss her. Why don't all companies order through Easy Cater? Who knows? Order 24-7 from over 95,000 restaurants on EasyCater.com. Easy Cater, food for work. It's our thing. This is Morgan Freeman, executive producer of the documentary film The C Word. And I'm here to tell you that defeating cancer takes breakthroughs. Let's be the breakthrough. Please talk to your healthcare provider about appropriate screenings and clinical trials that
1: may be right for you.
0: This is in the locker room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood forward store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome everybody. Oh yeah, it's a good Monday morning. You know it's a good morning Monday morning because well the Steelers won, which I know it's preseason, but still, you like to see the results. The fruits of your effort up at training camp, which, of course, is concluded. And the Steelers now are ensconced back on the south side doing their work. They're getting ready for the final preseason game as we roll on towards Detroit this Sunday. I believe it's a 425 uh, kickoff there or whatever it is. Uh, but anyhow, welcome to Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas here. on uh, uh, We are back in the facilities here high atop Bridgeville. Uh, so we are enjoying ourselves now. It was so nice to sleep in your own bed. Oh man, it was good to get home. I love, you know, you go to training camp and you, you know, it's uh everybody's working there and, and and you're doing the deal and it's and it's great to see everybody get this thing kick, kick started and all, but it's so nice to get back home and be with your family and uh you know, enjoy the fruits of uh Hanging out with the, the wife and the kids, which is always a lot of fun. So welcome everybody, and the number is four one two nine one nine one three one six. That's the number if you want to get on the conversation right now. We're we're uh, we're efforting Max, who was moving about. He was, and I'm not sure exactly where he is or what's going to happen right now because after the game, he headed over to Gainesville to do a little bit of uh, talking to the Florida football team. I uh, went over there to you know, talk to uh, the, the, some of the ballplayers there. They brought him in, do a little address, a little pump-up stuff to, to the young folks there that are playing for Florida, which he's from. And then, of course, he's uh, heading back to Phoenix, and I'm not quite sure where he is in transit right now. So we'll be efforting him, and we'll be getting along here. But the truth of the matter is that as we look back at this past game, as we watched, of course, and saw the, the outcome there and what was going on, um, you know, watching the Steelers right now and uh, offensively, as they rolled it out, I mean, everybody's got some, gotta be a little bit worried about the pass Pro. You know, the pass Pro was the first thing that really stood out to me. You know, you look at that, and uh, the issues that were going. And I spent all day yesterday, just watching the film over and over again. I think I think it was blinded, man. I mean, it's like you're sitting there and you're just watching, you know, roll up in front of you. But yeah, the pass pro was the first thing that jumped out at me, as it did. I'm sure everybody else. And you got some worries about it, and you saw. Um, you know some of the some of the issues going on there, and part of it has to do with guys being on different levels. And what do I mean by that? Well, when you're on different levels. Say you're you're playing next to a left tackle, all right, and you're the guard. Uh, you want to, uh, depending on the protection scheme, you want to make sure that you are his wingman, that you know you protect each other's hips. And one of the things that happens is when you get a, a, a pass rusher who jumps in between you and your guy next to you, you got a problem. It's you've you've kind of let a leak in there, right? So you got to shut off that water, that defensive lineman, that that dog stunting from the second level linebackers, you know, you got to be able to shut off that pass rush. So you've got to make sure you work in conjunction and you know what each other's doing. And right now, there seems to be some sort of communication problem that's not happening along the line of scrimmage. And they're having problems when they're not sure who their wingman is. And I wonder if that has to do with the mic pickups or the who who's making the calls up front. And we're not quite sure of that right now. Things are a little bit different than they were last year. So this is a problem process that they need to work through and find themselves able to handle. And right now, as as we saw with the starting lineup, it was a little bit problematic. And, uh, you know, for for guys, you're going to have nights. You know, Dan Moore had a rough night. He gave up several pressures and a sack. And uh, the thing about it is, You're going to have that. I mean, folks, I I know that everybody wants to be pristine in their pocket protection. Everybody wants to come through the game as an offensive lineman, make sure that you're protecting the castle there where the quarterback is, right? You know, and all those things. But, you know, you you have those rough nights. Sometimes, you know, you feel like you're playing outside your body, like things are happening beyond your control. You know, and I think for Danny – one of the things that happened was you know, he, he gave up some pressure early, and I think that kind of set him back on his heels. And he was giving a little bit – his kick step and his 45-degree uh, – he was not short-setting the guy like he could have. Um, there was a couple times looking at his, his pass pro and seeing where he got caught. He got caught with his feet closer together. And what happens when your feet come closer together, your hips rise, all of a sudden your, your low center of gravity becomes a high center of gravity, and the guy that you're playing against has you on your heels and drives you back to the quarterback. And Danny continually, or, or many, a number of times, found himself in that position where he was back on his heels. Kendrick Green had similar problems at times. One of the things you've got to make sure of is your footwork. James Daniels had similar issues at the right guard. You know, one of the things you got to do is make sure that you don't bucket step, that you don't open the gate. You've got to make sure that your 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 stance and is very is, is very structured, regimented, and and is about the same all the time. You want to make sure that you're able to on your kick step and and the things that you know as you're retreating uh, grudgingly, <laughs> um, that you're doing the right things with having a punch and not opening the gate by dropping one foot so that your hip opens and you have a, a rusher get up the field. John LeGlue uh, experienced that back when they were, uh, they were backed up on their own two-yard line. When Mason Rudolph had to throw the ball away, <clears throat> they got called for a safety. You know, these things are the issues that you got to work through. These are the things that as an offensive lineman, you know, you continually work your craft. Like a wide receiver, you'll see him catch in on the jug's gun. Well, for an offensive lineman, you need to find somebody at the end of practice and work on your punches, work on your footwork if that's your problem. Work on whatever issue is presenting to you a problem right now in your game because it's all about keeping the sword sharp. And as you move towards uh the, the kickoff here of the opening season It's going to be important. All these details are are just huge, and they compound each and every week that you don't get them settled. So, obviously, number one, I think issue-wise as we get rolling along here is obviously the offensive line has got to get itself settled. Number two is you've got to declare somebody at the left guard position, whether it be Kevin Dotson or Kendrick Green. Uh, Right now, when you have uh, two guys, you know, it it creates uh, – You know, you don't have your, 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 your five guys that you want in there working all the time together. And they stayed in there a long time. And Kendrick Green, Kevin Dotson, they alternated series. And I'm not sure that you can declare a winner as, as, as of your right yet, but it's actually something you need to do. You know, and it's a difficult thing because both guys have looked good at times and both guys have had uh, some outings that weren't as good. And that's part of the process of putting together your starting five. So number one coming out of this game is obviously the pass pro issues have to be settled, and as one a you've got to get a declaration of who you're going to employ at that left guard spot at some point in time here, be it Kevin Dotson or Kendrick Green. You know the uh, I will say this watching the whole film yesterday, one guy Chuksekorfor didn't I, basically I don't I don't think he gave up a pressure. If he did, it was just just one or something, but the pressure was not coming from that side that guy right there I will say Chukes Chukes did a good job He he's a very athletic tackle he's not your normal right uh, tackle you know normal right tackles are big huge run blocking guys and and Chukes is is a good pass protector and does a good job over there and he again was he acquitted himself okay uh, the other night there they worked at it and we'll see how he does but the offensive line is is uh, the first one. The second thing I thought that was important coming out was, you know, you got to stop the run. And run stopping has been an issue, as we know, we well know from last year. You take a look at last year, and Gad man, I mean, the issues of of four 200-plus-yard running games, uh, uh, you know, giving up uh, rushing yardage in games over the course of the season with uh, Cincinnati, I think they they nailed uh, 198, uh, which would have been the fifth 200-yard rushing game. Uh, that's, that's something that everybody has been talking about all off season. It's something that I think, uh, you know, as you headed into Jacksonville, I was, it was funny because sitting in the, I was riding in the bus going over to the stadium from the hotel. And it was funny because as we came by, uh, the stadium down in Jacksonville, TIAA stadium, I was looked across the aisle and there was miles Jack sitting there and it was just kind of amusing watching him kind of peruse the stadium with eyes that knows that stadium so very well as a guy who, you know, played for Jacksonville for six seasons before he came to the Steelers. But this guy, Miles Jack is an important cog in the Steelers run defense. And that's where I'm getting to, because one of the things that Miles Jack does so very well is playing against the run. Uh, This guy is a downhill banger. I don't know who it was that said that he had lost his downhill bang ability I'm sorry. I I just have to disagree. You watch this young man, he's still fully capable of firing in the gaps. When he, as the linebackers say from the inside, you know, when you shoot your gun, you got to let it go. You got to bang. When you know that you got to get on your horse and run, when you got to be able to hit your gap, you got to fire and go. And that's one of the things I think he still does and has an excellent ability to do so. And I'll tell you another guy that stood out as you watch the film on that, and, and you see a guy willing to, to quote-unquote, shoot his gun, and that's at Mark Robinson. Oh, great googly-moogly, man. You watch this kid. This kid has got a – he comes with a violent disposition on the inside there. you got to like what you see in this young man. No, he doesn't have a lot of experience. No, he's got some real gaps in his game. But I will tell you one thing. This guy comes hard, and he, he is he is not afraid to hit. I mean, he. I look. You watch this guy. Put the tape on and watch him, man. He's as he's as fast twitch as a sneeze. I mean, he comes boom and he just explodes into people. I would say he might be as close to explosive if I have to go as Hindu. I, you know, he's almost got a little bit of, uh, um, a little little bit of Kendrell Bell in him. You know, I mean, it's like. You watch him, and he he sees what Mike Tomlin calls a see do. You know he sees it, then he do's it. You know, and it's it's pretty quick. It's your recognition factor. You play with your eyes. You see what the blocking scheme is. You 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 know, and you have your gap fit, and you fire it. You know, and that's it's one of those things that it's just boom boom boom. And you watch this young man, Mark Robinson. I I I really enjoy watching him because even when he makes mistakes he ma- he makes mistakes hard you know he doesn't sit around and try to overanalyze overthink things he he obviously this 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 cat is one of those i'm ready to go baby you know just light it up and going. So, as he increases in his playing time, because he's going to be paying rent, as Mike Tomlin likes to say, he's going to be paying rent with his uh, special teams work. But he's one of the guys that I think, down the road, is going to be excellent for the run stopping. But certainly, Miles Jack did a nice job as uh, the game unfolded and being able to um, you know, do the things that you need to do from that inside linebacker spot. We're still waiting a little bit on Devin Bush. Devin Bush is I'll tell you one thing. He, he runs in coverage very well, you know, but he's just unable. You watch the way he reacts in Miles Jack and Mark Robinson and and Robert Spillane, and he's he just has trouble getting off some of the off blocks. Um, Miles Jack uh, gets off the block pretty darn well. Uh, Robert Spillane, not quite as good as Miles Jack right yet, but one of those guys that's on on the rise – but uh, Robinson's another guy, and and we've got some other people there. But you know, the the run stopping starts up front, and starting up front is is so important when you have a Cam Hayward and the ability to have a Larry Joby, who is a guy that showed up last uh, you know Saturday night and did a uh, pretty darn good job in his first outing as a Steeler, and he's a solid pro. I mean, he's one of these guys that you know is able to handle the double teams it's one of those guys that you know is going to provide for you a consistent well power pushing you know uh bull rushing type guy he's going to provide that that constant pressure up the middle you know and you work in there with an Isaiah Loudermilk, you work in there with some of the other guys, and you're going to have, I think, the Steelers are, are going to have a pretty good run defense coming up. And one of the things that you wanted to see was a little bit of improvement from the first game with Seattle when they rushed for over 100 yards, and, and the Steelers kept them under 100 yards. It's you know it's modest increments and in getting better, and I thought they did a better job in overall run-stopping power and so forth. And it, you know It was nice for them to win the game, but as Mike Tomlin said, they controlled the game. The Steelers won the game. But you know what? A win's a win, and a win at any time is is an important element because it teaches you the what you need as a team. I mean, how to win games. And the Steelers have won their first couple games in a couple of you know uh, different manners. Uh, you've got the defense coming up with big stops at the uh, you know towards the end of the game. You've got um, defensively speaking you know you've got the Mark Robinson stripping the ball you got Tuzar Skipper recovering the ball and then you got Kenny Pickett leading a late charge and scoring in the first game in Seattle and again the same thing happened with Mason Rudolph leading a nice 2 minute drill which is something that Mike Tomlin wanted to see happen uh, obviously wanted to you know improve on his 2 minute drill and i think those things are being uh, worked on and they're they're showing positive results we saw it in Two games, two consecutive games, which I frankly I don't remember two hotly contested preseason games like coming down to, to the last couple minutes in a row like this in quite some time. And this preseason has been pretty good for the quarterback battle. I mean, who hasn't enjoyed watching these three young bucks going at it and, and doing a great job of competing? Whether it's Mitch Trubisky, whether it's Mason Rudolph, you know, uh, whether it's Kenny Pickett, all three have done a nice job of upping their game and playing at a high level so first thing off I thought today you know talking about the pass pro we're gonna kind of break that down a little bit more the other thing is you know the run stopping that had to that had to be an element that the Steelers have to work on and get and make sure that uh, they are they're getting better each and every week Um, and then also of course you want to make sure that your 2 minute drill as Mike Tomlin talked about they wanted to work on it well that's mission accomplished so what you I, I just let me know what you you know what you're thinking 412-919-1316 if you want to get in on the call we're waiting on i think max is going to join us at some point here again just kind of trying to figure out exactly where we're going <laughs> where he is transit wise hopefully i I thought he was landing by now but we're going to find out and no problem All right, so as we move along here and keep it flowing, um, one of the things that I thought Kenny Pickett said going into the game, I thought it was really cool. He says, you know, I need to throw guys open better. Well, you know, that's that's a pretty mature attitude. You know, one of the greatest guys that you see capable and able – out there is a guy like Tom Brady who probably throws guys open better than anybody. And that's of course the quarterback quarterback being able to throw the ball in a position in a way that enables the runner to catch and tuck and go north and south as quickly as possible or whatever direction they need to go at that time. I mean that's that's an <laughs> that is a big part of quarterback and it's not just enough to identify the coverage nor go through your progression but being able to select where you want to go and be able to throw the guy open or throw him sitting down in a window if it happens to be a situation like that, you know, um, and his ability to identify that. I thought that was one of the, Kenny's strengths coming out as you watched his tape, his ability to anticipate windows. So Kenny says, hey, I need to throw guys open better, and by golly, he sure did. I mean, if you take a look, he had an 18-yarder, Deontay Johnson. Um, that I thought was, was, was terrific. You know, he stood, stood in the pocket, and, you know, you got guys in his grill, and he was getting some heat, and yet he was able to throw it a, a fryer muth, you know, the muth with his luth, <laughs> for about 24 yards there, uh, which I thought was, you know, just terrific. It's, it's great to be able to identify a problem and then be able to work on it, and then you see the results of it. We talked about it, or Mike Tomlin talked about it with the two-minute drill and so forth. Well, we also saw Kenny Pickett talking about after the Seattle game, you know, this is something I need to do to do better. This is what the guys need me to do better. And we certainly have seen it. And I was really impressed that with a mature attitude, Kenny, under a lot of heat, uh, you know, down in Jacksonville, there was there was a number of, I think there was something like eight, seven or eight pressures, you know, uh, on the quarterback. So there was a lot of heat going in, in the kitchen, as they like to say. And uh, Kenny stood up to it. You know, he was able to rifle the ball around and be able to uh, do the things he wanted to do. He looks really comfortable out there. And then you've got Mason Rudolph, who went the whole second half. And by golly, if Mason didn't look great, I, you know, you take a look at what he did, uh, you know, uh, th- leading, the, leading the charge late in the game and connecting on a two-minute drill. And Tyler Sneed and then you got Tyler Vaughn's nicknamed TV another guy so there's a lot of good stuff going along and I look for the Steelers to pick it up and we've got to get back to running the ball you know and you've got to get back to making sure your pass protection solid and that's a couple of things that they're going to work on this week and I'm sure that they're going to do a number of you know pass pro wise you got uh you're just going to to work your one-on-ones you know, and then, uh, you know, do all the other stuff that you need to do and get this running game going. Because without Najee Harris, of course, we've experienced Benny Snell and some of the other guys. But we got a whole lot more to unpack. There's just so much talking about it. And we'll be back after these messages. It's Wolf Starks and the Ninjas right here on SNR and ESPN 970. Black and gold football lives here.
1: You're listening to SNR.
0: Time to hit the open roads in a new car from Calusi Chevrolet. Whether you need a Silverado pickup to tow your boat or trailer to your favorite destination, or just hit the road in a versatile Chevy Equinox, at Calusi, we can help make your summer adventures come true. Calusi Chevrolet also has a great selection of GM-certified pre-owned cars and trucks in stock and ready to go. Calusi Chevrolet, we've been serving the Pittsburgh area for over 104 years. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet. Could your favorite casino app be even better and faster than before? You bet, because the all new Bet Parks app has been built around what you really want easier sign up, better gameplay, and faster withdrawals, and all the slots and table games you love. Plus, make your first deposit and get a 100% match up to $750 and an additional 500 free spins. So, are all of your favorite games just a tap away? You bet, Bet Parks gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply Pennsylvania New Jersey only this is in the locker room with Wolf and Starks presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio the number's 412-919-1316 if you want to get in on the conversation tell me your your thoughts about the game Saturday night, Steelers go down, they whip the Jacks-Jags. It was nice. I got to tell you something. Jacksonville is like totally humid, man. Oh, my goodness. You want to talk about a humid place, you know, I, I think you could film Aquaman down there. I, I, I saw a stat that said like Jacksonville is like the 14th, I think the 14th most humid spot in America. You know what I mean? But and, 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 you know, you, you're down there. Let me tell you something. When you're a fat guy. You know you're down on the field and you got all that extra equipment on, man. That temperature starts amping up, man. You feel like you're roasting down there. You like you got a second, a set, of, a second skin on you, you know, because of that humidity. So, the Steelers, I thought they uh, they conditioning wise looked pretty good, handled it pretty well. I know one thing, I would have not wanted to be down there. You better off having gills than lungs down playing down there. But I thought looking at our quarterbacks, you know, Mason Rudolph looked good. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, he ran for his life. You know, uh, we had Kenny Pickett, who also, you know, had had to run for his life a little bit, you know, had some issues and so forth. And uh, one of the good things that happens when you work here is when you got the ninjas, you're you're never sure when the ninjas are going to show up, okay? Because we we, we had to have some audibles, and one of the audibles that we got was that Max Starks wasn't going to make the show this morning. I thought he was, and then we just had to, we got a little audible here, but I got Ninja Tom, that's right. <laughs> who who has joined me in the studio here, and that's just, it's awesome. Thank you for stopping by. Of
1: course, I'm always happy to stop by and help you out, Wolf. It's like you're a ninja in here, though, working in the
0: shadows. Well, What's I, on in here? What's going on? Uh, that's part of the problem is that, you know, light switch, working, <laughs> light <isn't. laughs> switch is dysfunctional. Uh, it's kind of like this studio is a little bit like my body. There's, there's parts that are just dysfunctional, it seems like. You know, it's not all working. So I'm glad that you joined me. Of course. Uh, appreciate you. And what a wh-
1: great day to join you, too. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, Monday, think about it. You know, you come off that game, and one of the first things that, that just kind of exasperated you was the pass pro? I know it had to be. Everybody's talking about it, and it's just unfortunate. And one of the things that I, as we were going about the, you know, breaking down the film yesterday, I noticed that I said "we," so I know I've gained some weight. I always refer to myself <laughs> In as "we." whatever, whatever I gained yeah. weight, you know. Oh, I've, you know, that's we. <laughs> so, so watching the pass pro, I was a little bit frustrated because. Dan Moore is better than that. Dan Moore is way better than what he showed. He got caught sitting on his heels, and it was frustrating to me that for a guy who, you know, has had such a good first year, you know, coming back this year, he he just seems to have his feet and his hands, his punch radius, he's not settled with.
1: Yeah, and this is unfortunately, you know, the second game now where you can point to something that Dan Moore did that was below the line, Uh, the Mason fumble against Seattle. Right. He got beat pretty bad on that one. Yeah, he got stripped it's not just Dan though. You know, it's multiple people on that line that are are giving me pause when it comes to Pass Pro. Uh, I didn't watch film like you do, or excuse me, like all of you do, all two of you. <laughs> but You're I did You're going to join in the fun. I did see some uh, some clips on Twitter. And man, 53 just did not look good. He got Jim. he got swum a couple times, he what? got pushed right back a couple times and Luckily for him, I think Mitch pulled the Houdini on one of them and was able to get out of there. Yes. But yeah, he Houdini'd m- out there. More green. Uh, Daniels didn't look amazing. There's a lot of concern right there, now. Right now the there line. is. Yeah,
0: there is. Um, I'm I, I I'm trying to get a bead on their pass pro set because the vertical set is something I I just hate. You're giving okay. a big run to the defensive lineman coming at you. As you set back. You give him all that room. And for Kendrick Green, what he's got to learn is, and here's, I learned the hard way, same as he did. All right. When a guy starts head faking and shaking, just take a step back. Okay. Because what they'll do is they'll come off the ball and they'll, like, take a, a one or two steps and they'll, like, Shake, you know, in spot. Try to knock it yeah. you off. your spot. and, and yeah. the problem is, it, it'll mesmerize you. And you kind of do the same thing. Well, you, yeah, you get, you know, it's like it's like uh, Ricky Ticky Tabby with the with the snake. You know, the cobra's <laughs> like, you know, it's mesmerizing with the head movement, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, you can't you can't go for that fake. No, all right, not at all. And so one of the things that I learned to do. Oh, and the light turned on, <laughs> and let there be light. Yes. That's beautiful. I'm so glad that we got this because I'm sitting there trying to find my notes and I can't it's see got in a the flashlight da- on. I was, it's like a coal miner down there with a headlamp on. I was trying to find on. it with the, the phone. Okay, I was trying to get it, you know, that that light with the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can never find it when I need it. It always pops up when you don't need it, right? Okay, good. We're in the studio. We got lights. We got ninjas. We got everything <laughs> we need. We're going to continue this conversation. Keep rolling. The numbers. 412-919-1316 if you want to get on a conversation. One of the things that we're talking about, again, is with PassPro. And with PassPro, one of the things I learned the hard ways I was t- just talking about is the fact that when a guy head fakes on you, you take a step back. Yep. Because what happens is their timing... They're timing their step, um, you know, with where you are, and as soon as you get to this close range, what they're going to do is head fake and then swim. Well, if you step back now, it screws up their timing. All you do is just take one step, and all of a sudden they got to go. Oh, now I got to get closer. Because you can't swim a guy from five yards away. Right. you got to be within arm's you length. You look
1: pretty stupid if
0: you, you try don't. to swim a guy from that <laughs> far away.
1: And I have to imagine when you try that and fail, that's an easy just push right into the dirt for the offensive line. You pray line, for but... the idiot that will try to <laughs>
0: swim you from five yards away, you know. Yes, I want this guy because I'm going to drill him. So, yeah, the point is when you're that close and you got to get, get within arm's length and then they do this arm over technique, then you just step back. Because now all of a sudden that makes him have to go, i got to come closer. i got to get closer to this dude, you know?
1: Is that just, you know, a matter of trial and error when it comes to, you know, you have to learn that? Or is that a coaching thing that he's got to, you know, he has to absorb from his coaching staff to, to teach him that? Or is it simply something that, in your opinion, you just don't get until you're in the moment and you don't take that step back and you get put on your He's going to learn it.
0: Let me tell you, here's what you do, and this is what I used to do. get a defensive lineman. All right? And what you do is you have him start to practice the swim, and you learn to identify the key signature moments of the head fake. When you see the head fake, okay, take a step back. Mm -hmm. When he doesn't and he just comes up and wants to swim, then you have to time the punch with the open chest. And that's the big thing is just identifying the key characteristics that lets you know what this guy's intentions are.
1: You really hope that he can figure it out too. (laughs) Exactly. I see so much talent with Kendrick Green. Dan Moore too. Uh, There. The ceiling is there when it comes to the offensive line. Uh, they can grow together and they can be a pretty formidable unit. There's so much youth there that you, I could see if they all pan out, I could see five, six years down the road, these guys still doing their thing together. But haven't seen that in the first couple preseason games no, we have. You, you say all the time, I've been listening to you throughout training camp in, in the locker room, and it, it takes so much time to get this. It really out. does. It, it's the one position group on the field that takes the longest to gel, I think. And Max your usual partner on this show said something when he joined us on the Mark Madden show that I loved. He said, everybody wants the microwave when it comes to the offensive line, but that's the slow pressure cooker. You have to cook that for hours and hours to get that meat just as juicy and good as you want it to be. You can't just, you know, pop it in for two minutes and instantly you're ready to eat dinner. So I, I think that I'm not ready to give up on them yet. Like some people in this town seem to think, I've seen a lot of people say, "Oh, we got to hit out free agency now. We got to get out there, we got to get out there and hit free agency up and and figure it out that way." I don't know if that's the answer just yet. I think they still need a couple more uh, weeks to try to gel and see what we got, but we're running out of time.
0: Keep the pressure up because that's the only way you're going to find out if you got a diamond or just carbon. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's that's where you find it. All right, let's go to the phones. The number's 412-919-1316. We got Brian in New Jersey. Brian, you're in the locker room, brother. Hello, Brian. You there? Hello, Brian. You there? Okay, we've got whiffs. One more time. Are you there, Brian? Unfortunately, we see- Unfortunately, we got to uh, continue on because Brian is not there. Cobwebs in the system. Well, you know, when you got ninjas, you got you know things going on, right? (laughs) You you know, and and sometimes, just like the offensive line, it's not perfect, and you got to work out some of the rhubarb that's in the lines there. With the offensive line too. Sticking with that, the run
1: blocking. Not necessarily up to par either. I know they passed, what, 36 times against Jacksonville and only ran the ball 14. Right. But still, your longest run was a Steven Sims end around for 11 yards. I know. Mitch, for the longest time, had the longest run with he a 10-yard scramble in the game.
0: You take away those two? You know what you got? Three yards rushing. Three yards
1: rushing? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's, that's a,
0: tough. That's a kick in the groin.
1: Snell was like minus three with three kicks on the ground. I think McFarland had a couple of pops. He only went like two yards. Yeah, but I don't blame the running backs. I just don't oh. think they had any room to no, operate. And, no. and not to, you know, belittle any of those two guys, That's they're not number 22. They're not Najee. They can't no. make as but much happen Najee was line. not
0: going to do anything uh, over what occurred. If you go back and watch the blocking schemes, yeah, you know, the down blocks, when you down block, you got to block down on the guy and keep him from being able to cross your face and penetrate. Yep. Okay. Uh, you've got to be able to kick out and move the guy that you're kicking out, and it was not happening. Look, I I know what it's like. I've been parts of offensive lines that took a while to gel, and you simply you know you sit there and the frustrating part is you're doing you're over you know over and over you're you're. Working on your technique over and over, you're working on your combination blocks over and over. You're working on your communication skills and it just takes a period of time. And Max is correct. You know, it's a slow cooker and it's one of those things that you have to stay at it. And that's one of the reasons that you, you know, you hate to uh, reassemble the line. Yeah. You know, if you have to, I remember back in my day, you know, it was, it was not unusual to see the same people that you end the season with and begin training camp with for a number of years. Right. So it's an uphill
1: battle, I'd say, with the offensive line right now. Silver linings, though, you do have a running back that's really good at getting away from contact in the backfield. He proved that all year last year. He would get hit two yards behind the line of scrimmage and still find two or three yards. Now, that's not ideal. You wanted Najee to be getting five, six yards before he got hit because he's a thoroughbred and I want to see him run out in the open field. But you have a guy who's good at doing that. Your quarterbacks seem to be pretty slippery in that pocket, too. Mitch had a couple Houdini acts. Kenny Pickett had a couple Houdini acts. Mason even can get
0: away from some pressure. Absolutely. Did you not hear the Three Stooges playing in your head when, when a couple of those uh, re- reversals that Mitch Trubisky— yes. He got out of some serious trouble, and I'm thinking, whoop, 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 whoop. whoop <laughs> you know, he's moving and scooting. Especially he did a good
1: job. the one he didn't connect with Deontay. I think Deontay got— Bit by the turf monster a little bit on that play. It was early in the game, but he when did he a couple lofted spins, one down, and lofted yeah. one up. It was a, it was a total improv improvisation too from Deontay's part. You could see him break his route off and just take off. And down it was the perfect. Field. Oh, it was great, because, except
0: for the turf monster. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what happens when you got a quarterback who's running for his life and he starts heading twor- for the you know outside towards the outer yeah. bounds right. You get you know as a wide receiver, the first guy he goes to the sideline, second guy he goes deep. You know, and Deontay went deep. It's perfect. Mitch knew what was going on. He tried to loft it out there. And then, of course, the turf monster or whatever got hold of Deontay. But, hey, that's what's preseason's for. True. Do that exact same thing in the regular season
1: without the trip, and that's probably at least getting you into the red zone. So, great improvisation from Deontay. And, yeah, I mean, I think these quarterbacks are equipped to play behind a lesser offensive line because they're good at getting away from pressure. Uh Kenny's really impressive in that aspect, too. I know he did that a lot at Pitt, but it's a different animal in the NFL. Those guys are getting to you a second faster than the college players are. So, really impressed with his pocket presence so far. And the ability he's shown to sit in there and take a hit. Like that pass he threw to Firemouth in the two-minute drill at the end of the first half. 24-yarder right over the middle. Man, he took a nice little lick in the he face. He got joint, yeah. But he floated it in there with perfect touch. Well,
0: here's the thing. I was just talking about it earlier, and, and tell me if you're seeing the same thing. After the first game, he says, man, I need to do a better job of throwing my guys open. Yeah. You know, give them the ball where they can tuck and go, right? By golly, you saw that one 18-yarder to Deontay right on a slant through the middle. He threw it right out there. Boom. he He's got gone himself. if he doesn't get tripped up. Exactly. Yeah. Then you've got, uh, like you just talked about, the Muth was Luth. <laughs> I have a speech impediment here. The mooth was loose. Yes, exactly. Actually, I got that from my daughter, Megan. Printed T-shirts. <laughs> yeah, the mooth is loose. And he got loose on a 24-yarder that you yeah. were just talking about. Th- he hit him. Threw him open, too. <laughs> he just did. Right in the threw middle. Threw him open. And that, that, first of all, kudos to Kenny identifying what he needed to work on. Better yet is to make that correction that prominent that early In your correction process, you know? We've seen that all throughout camp, too. Like, he came in first day, a couple
1: days, looked like a rookie. But everybody I've talked to who have been at training camp, and you're no exception, you've been there every day, He gets better every single day, and someone asked Tomlin about that, and they were like, "You know, what do you have to say about Kenny getting better every day? He looks more and more comfortable as we march our way through the preseason." And Tomlin just laughed and said, "That's what he's supposed to do. He's a first-round pick. Like (laughs) like, people, he's started on the third string in the depth chart. People forget he was a first-round pick. There's a lot of talent with this kid, and the fact that he's showing improvement like that, and man, like you just said, he's picking up fast to recognize what he didn't do great in the Seattle game, and then. Do it well in the Jacksonville game. That's special. That's it really is special. special.
0: And it tells you this is why we selected in this the first guy round. Yeah, in the first round because he's going to make he's going to make those those choices, those those leaps in in and you know gaining the playing experience. And yeah. He's going to get better as he works his way through this process. But we're going to get better as we work through this process too, because it's Ninja Tom and me, Craig Wolfley. We're here in the locker room. We'll be back after this. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. You know, it's pretty interesting. We're sitting here, at bits in here in the studio, in between uh, segments here. And one of the things you came up with there, Ninja Tom, of course, will be Ninja Tom joining me. Max is down speaking to the Florida Gators football team, and then uh, he's going to be tra- traversing back to Phoenix, and he will be on with us tomorrow morning. Uh... You know he, he just that guy's just, just he's got a lot going on.
1: Man is on a plane,
0: he's I 90% know.
1: of the time. It seems like how does just flying I, I, across I the country
0: four times a day? Yeah, he's like he's like so huge. I mean, six, eight, <laughs> you know, uh, just a got a gotta biscuit, be first class, right? a biscuit I mean, or so over 300. Okay, we both he and I. We- we both need to get back under three hundred. That would be helpful, you know. But such is life. This is what we do. We're hogs. Once you're a hog, once you're a fat guy, it kind of sticks with you for the rest of your life. No, even if you get down below, you you're know, still a hog on the inside. Yeah, you, you just you just are. That's what it is. Numbers four one two. Nine one nine one three one six. that's the hotline if you want to get in the conversation. We've got, uh, you know, some of the things we were talking about when we were hanging out off the air was uh, Trevor Lawrence, and I thought he was spotty, man. He was yeah. all over the place.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people care more about the Steelers than the Jaguars, especially when they're not going to play them in the regular season this year, but it's hard to not notice that when he was, you know, anointed as the guy I can't remember a prospect coming out of college who was more nailed on number one prospect since maybe Andrew Luck when he came out of Stanford. And right.
0: That's a good pick.
1: He panned out perfectly. Uh, I know he retired early, but he went to the playoffs in like his first season ever in Indianapolis and looked the part. I mean, you got a little bit of that with Joe Burrow a couple years ago. He looked the part almost immediately and then, of course, went to the Super Bowl last year. Trevor Lawrence is in year two now. I kind of give him a pass for year one because Urban Meyer was one of the worst head coaches I've ever seen in the NFL. And I think he just ruined the kid completely, along with the rest of the team as well. Doug Peterson's a good coach. He's got a Super Bowl ring, so I I trust him more than Urban Meyer for sure. But if what we saw Saturday is what Trevor's going to look like throughout the regular season. It's going to be very inconsistent. Some good throws that let you know, wow, this guy was a number one overall pick. But he missed a lot of guys that he should have hit. And he just he doesn't look like he has that command yet, you know, where he steps no. out on the field and he's he the general commanding thing. the troops. Yeah. Like
0: Burrow just looked like a guy that that had yeah, it. Was, he knew it. I was and talking to Jacob
1: it. about it, the other ninja, and I was just right? like, you know, even though they went like four and twelve his rookie year and he got hurt halfway through the season, when you saw Burrow, you were like, This guy's gonna make mistakes because he's a rookie, but he has the it factor. And Trevor Lawrence just seemed like he was going to be so nailed on, uh, no questions asked, great quarterback in the NFL. He just seems to be spinning his tires a little bit right now. And it's still super early. It's just one preseason game that we're talking about. He can correct what's
0: going on. Everything's correctable. But it was crazy because he was very inaccurate with the ball. And that's that's one of the things
1: that was his bread and butter. No, absolutely. He would put that ball in a bucket from 50 yards away. Yeah, Perfect passes. So it's... You really really have to hope. You really have to hope that uh whatever happened to him his rookie year didn't ruin him for good because that's a that's a possibility in the NFL. I mean, well, you can have all the talent in the world but it, and it's kind of what the Steelers are facing with Kenny right now. You can be the greatest player out there but if you get thrown into that fire too early, you, you can get some serious you want to be
0: shell shocked. That's true. No doubt about it. But I would say, you know, one of the good things is there's a number of guys that are are uh like defensively speaking, they are um able to uh you know are contributing to the pass rush and one of the things that we want to see we got alex highsmith was out uh we also know that uh you know tj just played a little bit by the way did you see the the reigning defensive player of the year just smoke that offensive tackle uh walker little what i don't know how you come up with a name last name like little when you're six seven three and that's a, a legit here. dude
1: though walker oh yeah little, yeah
0: he's a big dude yep. And TJ came off the corner and and gave him a spun him like a turnstile on it with an uppercut. It was a beautiful job. I mean, he angled it so right. He he runs the tightest arc I think I've ever seen a guy run. I mean, he is so good getting up the field quickly, which puts the uh, offensive tackle like in this panic. Like, uh oh, I got to get you know, and, and, and you got to drop back like faster than you normally would on your kick step, and he just boom. Man, it was nice.
1: Are you surprised? I mean, he played, what, three series and he yeah. got a sack. Yeah. I mean, that's what TJ does. Yeah. Sure NFL's tweeting out the video clip and it's being like, hey, surprise, surprise, TJ Watt took like five plays to get a sack in an NFL yeah. game. I mean, he's just a stud and you're right about the speed. That's just so overwhelming. He's going he's gonna to beat a lot of tackles this year by simply just getting off the ball way too fast and before the tackle even knows what hit him, he's going to be on his shoulder parallel to him trying to Hold him, probably, to save his quarterback's life. Yeah,
0: I mean, the problem is anytime you put your head down and forward on a guy, you're going to be in trouble. And that's one of the things that James Harrison made him so good because he was short, and guys rather extend than extending their arms would put their head down there trying to back up their punch, you know, with making the guy go through their, their main body. But when you lean forward like that, your whole leverage is out of whack, and you've got issues, and that's exactly what got uh, – uh walker little in trouble there i mean he got like i said six seven that's that's a big you know big way to, you're, you're head heavy you know you get forward in that and then when you do that you, you've got no ability to move and you just give away the corner and that's what happened so anyhow it was good to see tj do it but another guy that really i i'm to take notice of was Gennard avery He's popping as that number three Ooh, outside linebacker. He started this guy plays hard.
1: Is that that's one of the more open slots on this roster too, is who's gonna right. be number three? Who's gonna help Alex and T J out? Who's gonna spell TJ every once in a while? Who's gonna spell Alex? Well, you know? you've
0: got Derek Tuska, who is a guy that has has done a, a decent job. Decent job. Right. But Avery's
1: really popping at that. Right. Delante
0: Scott's another guy that's shown up a little bit, but Gennard Avery, man, does he play hard? I mean, I was watching him. He you know He's, he's, first of all, he's got little regard for anyone's uh, health and safety, including his own. I mean, which is, is great
1: for a defensive yeah, player. Exactly. <laughs> you know,
0: you want somebody that's going to ransack and and uh, you know, uh, you know, one of those guys that can just be disruptive and, and blow things up. And he's certainly capable of that. You know, a couple of times he he got himself in trouble because he ended up with an inside rush and being able to uh, you know he gave away the outside leverage uh didn't stay on the upfield shoulder of the quarterback and I think Trevor Lawrence one time ran and somebody else ran outside on the pocket but you know these are things that you got to learn and uh, you know oftentimes a guy will think well I can get to the inside and get to the quarterback and you you got to maintain that leverage because if you don't that's what happens you give away that running the yeah. running lane yeah
1: and the good news is none of those guys have to be superman because no. we got Superman, yeah. and he had 22 and a half sacks last year. Bingo. But come in, spell him, three, four sacks per season, perfect.
0: Beautiful. All right, we're going to come back more with, well, hopefully you get your calls online as we work the bugs out of the system. We're back from training camp. We are in the locker room, and the locker room is in Bridgeville. We'll be back after this. Showtime! The black and gold live here 24-7. This is SNR.